usually it's like something we can talk about. It's like, hey, did you see those uh, butterflies out in the yard? Yeah, man, I had some butterfly repellent. And uh, right. why would you have butterfly repellent? I don't know. Why would you want to repel such a beautiful creature? I know. Hey! Welcome to Slash U. Welcome to Slash U. <laughs> Slasher University. Oh, yes. Professors Nick and Andy. I'm Nick. I was drinking. I'm Andy. And we like to discuss old, weird, campy, sometimes forgotten slasher movies made between the years 1977, Mm -hmm. 1988. Mm -hmm. We have a few beers while we do it. We do. We spoil it while we do it. Spoil the whole thing. We're not professionals. Again, you all know how we feel about cinephiles or people that say they're cinephiles. It's like that dick friend you have that says, I'm a foodie. No, you're a jerk when it comes to food. That's what you are. I'm a foodie. I'm a foodie. Nope, I'm just fat. <laughs> uh, I really enjoy eating food. <laughs> this craft mac and cheese is so delicate with right. hints of herbals, sensations, right. and fucking... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we sometimes do, when we're commenting on these movies, though, Nick, I do feel like we sound uh, sort of professional. You know, we give a, a pretty good professional opinion. But we also talk about uh, bukkake. And, yeah, also true. We bring up know. bubes and, and butts and vaginas. And... <laughs> Speaking of bubes and butts and pubes. Yeah. In this, this one, movie. This one does have it. And we Absolutely. are watching. <laughs> the Initiation. The Initiation, 1984. One hour, 37 minutes. Yeah, directed by Larry Stewart. And Peter Crane, uncredited. Because he was kicked out because he wanted to get to Art Nuevo, Nueve, fucking hippie. He did? Yeah, he wanted uh, to kind of go that European route. But you, sorry, but bro. some of his scenes are still in there. Oh, like, yeah. the ones that, I think he shot a lot of the mall scenes. I guess we're oh. going to spoil it. Yeah, because some yeah. of them are kind of like creepy, artsy. And then mm-hmm. when you go to the frat party, it's just fucking a frat party. Right. Like, I could, see, now I sound like a fucking cinephile. That's okay. No, I was going to point this out. This is episode 46 of Slash U. So we've seen 45. We have watched a lot of movies. Yeah. I like to think that um, that brings us a certain amount of expertise over people who maybe haven't watched as many. And for that reason, I think we could speak with a little bit of authority. But at the same time, we're not snobs about it. We are just a couple of normal guys who are enthusiastic. We both have day jobs. And, and this is a fun thing we do uh, to bring you an education. You, the listener. Yeah. You like you don't have to watch it. I don't like it when people say, you watch, like we do this, so you don't have to. It's like, nah, do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. This I is, would encourage you to watch these movies, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. like I said, the worst two in my book so far on Slash U are Final Exam and X-Ray. Yeah. Oh, God. X-Ray was trash. Let's let's put the initiation down like this. If I'm yep. going to sound like a cinephile and talking about like the two movies that we've watched, let's say the movie... Starring Linda Blair, Hell Knight, mm-hmm. and House on Sorority Row were having a cocaine party, and they decided to fuck, <laughs> they and they had a baby, a little baby movie. They would the little baby movie would be the initiation, Hell Knight, and House on Sorority Row. I agree. Uh, yes, we've gone on a run of movies that uh, are all available to watch on Tubi, uh, free, uh, or IMDb TV. So mm-hmm. we started out slash you. We were doing a lot of Amazon Prime movies yeah. and even though there's lots of people that have amazon prime there are those that don't they don't pay for it uh but we've kind of moved into this uh area now where we're watching on imdb tv or tubi which are free and they, they, they're ad supported but my god when i watched this the first time around there was probably four commercials in it and they were each like two and a half minutes long it, I mean, it, it didn't bo- it doesn't bother it doesn't me though bother because me at all. I, I still can get up i'm like i don't have to because 
I refresh my drink. I took a wee. Yeah, you know exactly. Like, I go get a, I go get a snack. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, so this movie is uh, you're right. Like you said, uh, 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 Hell Knight meets House on Sorority Road. Road, and it stars uh, her first uh, debut in a movie, uh, Miss Daphne. Uh, Zuniga. Yeah, I was gonna say Zuniga, Zuniga, Zuniga. Be careful there. Zuniga of uh, Spaceballs fame. That's Princess Vespa. Reckon, yeah, that's Princess I Vespa. Her. I also re- recognized her as Joe Reynolds from Melrose. Place. Melrose Place. Yeah. Um, so for those she's... of you who don't remember Melrose Place, it was a spinoff of Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Yeah. More for the adults. And for those of you who don't remember Spaceballs, it is basically a Star Wars parody, <laughs> written, written and directed by Mel, Mel Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it also stars Bill Paxton. Paxton. Yeah. No, Bill, Bill Pullman. Pullman. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. We always get those two mixed up. Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman, the president from And John Candy. Day. John Candy plays um, uh, a mog, half man, half dog. Like, I'm he's my like, own he's, best friend. Yeah, he's, he's like, like the, the Chewbacca, Chewbacca knocks off. Yeah. Spaceballs, whatever. So, okay, yeah, go. go watch it. But um, Initiation, uh, The Initiation, 1984. And so, the year of my sister's birth. Big yeah. props to Krisa. Yeah, this, this up there in uh, northern you, Minnesota. Yes. Yep. So we're gonna get into Andy's Cliff Kill Notes. Pew, 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 pew. Andy's Cliff Kill Notes, <laughs> brought to you by Measuring Tape. When you don't want to play by the rulers, get Measuring Tape. <laughs> he worked in a good pun there, bud. Yeah. <laughs> play by the rulers, get Measuring Tape. Measuring uh, tape. Andy, cool, cool notes. Go ahead and take it away, Andy. So uh, we're, I'm going to give you a little brief summary of this movie so you can keep up if you haven't watched it. But uh, by all means, go out there and watch it. Hit pause. Come back. <clears throat> and here is <laughs> the summary for the initiation. Kelly Fairchild is a sorority pledge. Uh, she's getting ready to go through an initiation process to join Delta Rho Chi. Never say die, Delta Rokai. Yep. Kelly has amnesia, though, from a childhood trauma that uh, she thinks is manifesting as a recurring nightmare, but it's actually a suppressed memory. And we're going to expand on that. Oh, dear. Yeah. For some reason, it's related to a recent patient breakout from a fire from a fireside sanitarium 300 miles away another sanitarium another asylum yeah exactly so there's been a breakout of uh, of uh, patients from that sanitarium and uh that's where our killer's coming from and uh that's the setup for the movie and that is pretty much another great intro to Thanks. the movie that we're going to be watching sanitarium sorority 80s the initiation. The initiation. Um, the opening scene is very uh, interesting to me. I love the ominous, 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 ominous. I'll get you there. I'll get I'm, you there, bud. I'm a writer. Yeah, uh, Nick's a marathon runner, and he just fell with ten feet left. I picked him up, brought him across that fucking finish line. The ominous music ominous. Yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's it's different for me because it, you it really they play it, they put it in at the right moment. It's kind of like a hard thump. Mm-hmm. But then with heavy synth, which I always dig. So the th- right away, there's a thunderstorm too. Going thunderstorm, on. yes. The the creepy music and right, is it a dream? To me, it's real life. Yeah, we. You're right. Every every time there's a sequence like this, I just assume it's happening for real. When you when it opens yeah. up, you think, and hey, is this happening real life? And yeah. so what we're what we're what we're debating whether it's real life or a dream is a little girl's asleep. 
Yeah. With weird fucking cut off dolls, like dolls that are dis- decapitated. Yeah, their heads are ripped off. Their heads are yeah. ripped off. And so we're thinking this, <clears throat> but she wakes up to the sound. Was it the thunder? What was it? But is it gurgling sounds? We were watching this. Are they gluck gluck sounds coming from mom? Okay. We were watching this during the actual thunderstorm oh, the other shit. night. So the TV had thunder and lightning going on, and then right outside the window. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, which one's real? Uh, <laughs> you should have put some decapitated heads, like doll heads around you. Who says I didn't? Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you're right. Kelly, uh, we assume it's, it's Kelly. It's Kelly, yeah. Uh, wakes up to hear some noises down the hall. I think it's, I, I got the impression the thunderstorm woke her up, woke her up, and then seeing her dolls all kind of messed up, got her a little nervous and scared, and she... Slowly walks down the hallway. Here, and towards... To hear the sounds of lovemaking. Yeah. <laughs> so graphic. Yeah, t- t- turn this up, everybody. Turn it up right no, now. No. Don't. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, she, it, it's, we assume it's her parents' room, and she walks in on, you know, what we assume is mom and dad. Next, yeah, in their naked, bed. Naked. Naked, naked as fuck. Yeah. Next to a fireplace in the yeah. bedroom, having sex, but all of a sudden Kelly loses it, grabs yeah. some scissors, and fucking stabs dad. Right? Is it dad? Well, don't know because this other guy comes in, other in a business suit. And he's in a suit, and so I'm immediately like, okay, this couple's having an affair, and yes. this dude's walking in on them. Yes. Boom, boom. It's all happening quickly, and the the two guy, the one guy who was having sex, sex with is the mom, yeah. putting on his pants, and then he like goes at the guy in the suit with some uh, a bottle of alcohol, and it dumps alcohol on him. And he knocks that guy down. The guy in the suit lights up on fire. Yep, and he's burning. And there's uh, the kid. The girls are scream. Girl is screaming, and mom's screaming, and mom just grabs her. Grabs her. She's like, "Mommy!" And and so the guy takes her out of the room. The guy who poured all the alcohol the 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 lover or the yeah. dad we don't but the man who was putting his pants on a dump he got away yeah the guy in the suit who came in to discover these two pe- people making love did he burn to de- did he burn to death yeah we'll we find out we'll find out but yeah. this is right when kelly wakes up snaps awake now she is what we use i'm gonna guess 19 20 years old she's in college but she's pledging a sorority yeah help me out she's here a freshman so can, she's probably 18 19 yeah. yeah can you pledge a fraternity when you're a junior Oh, I thought I, she was a freshman. I know, but can you? Like, I don't I, know. Yeah, that's a great question. I didn't do that. I didn't college. either. So, uh, and <laughs> I was, I guess, here I am, almost forty years old, and I do not know the answer to this question. I assumed you had to pledge fraternities and sororities as a freshman. You're right, though. You you think you could just do it at the start of any school year? Yeah, yeah, you could. I, I, if again, any of I don't you out know. there led the Greek life in in college. <laughs> yeah, uh, hit us up. Hit us up. No one ever hits us up. I give away shit like, hey, if you leave us a review, I'll give you a free, you know, soft heart, yeah. soft back. Well, have we checked? Has anyone left us a review? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't checked. think we've even checked. But in any case, Kelly snaps awake surrounded by uh, sorority sisters with holding candles and they're chanting. Yeah, but there's this is what I don't like. Delta Rogue Kai never will die. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't it be Delta Rogue Kai will never die? Why do they put the never in front of the will? Delta Rogue Kai Never will die. That's what they're saying while they're holding candles. So, but I thought it should be Delta Rokai will never die. Will W I L L or W? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apostrophe yeah. They're just L. switching around. Never will die. Will never die. Like I've never heard it pronounced like, like it's just 
doesn't sound right to me. We're spending way too much time on this. I was going to say, this. I don't think it matters. Um, <laughs> so here we are. It's a sorority. They have candles, and they're wearing 90s. You think, this is going to be rad. Like, if you're a, like a teenager in the 80s. Hell yeah. You know, you still some of your older brother's pot, and you're smoking downstairs in the basement while your parents are away. At the discotheque, doing cocaine and drinking fucking Jim Beam and tabs. At the discotheque. <laughs> and you're watching this movie. You're like, cool, I'm going to maybe see some bubes. You don't see bubes right here. Not right here, my friends, my you're students. O- you're only later. Later. You're yeah. only getting introduced to Kelly, Beth, yeah. right. Marsha, and Allison. Kelly, of course, being our hero. Right. And then her pledge sisters, Beth, Marsha, and Allison. I didn't catch the name of the gal who was in charge. Megan. Well, Megan was the one they were walking around like, we're going to play a prank. Who was the one standing in front of the room having them? Oh, I don't think she's important. Okay, not important. Good. Megan is the one that's super important because she's the, I mean, I don't like to use the word, the B word, but. Oh, I used it. Super bitch. I said B-H, B-E-E. Yeah, that's like like how we say boobs, like bubes, super B-H. She is, she doesn't like, we'll we'll get into, uh, she she doesn't like Kelly. She's a stereotype. In this movie, she Megan is. is uh, she's got the facial expression, the demeanor, and the the the, the her, her uh, 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 rhythm of speaking. All says, "I am better than you. I'm talking down to you." Yes, I'm Megan, and you're all plebes who are pledging this sorority. That was my impression. Yeah, that's good. Like it's almost like Megan could be like the Karen, but for teenagers. Sure. Like I'm Megan. Nah. Nah. I'm, I'm, fucking... I'm better than you but you're right she doesn't like kelly because she doesn't like kelly kelly comes from a rich family and um they are planning the the rest of the hell week that's exactly it. You're, we're, what we are as the viewer with uh with megan and the pledges we're getting the gist of hell week yes um their hell week uh the we're getting the rules they're gonna have like what what they can and can't do but the two big things we got to focus on students and uh professor andy friday night is the fraternity dance uh, yeah. And then Saturday night is prank night. Prank night. So they are um, they are explaining the prank. Kelly, uh, being from the Fairchild family, yes. her father owns the Fairchild building. Dwight, Fran- uh, Dwight Fairchild. Her father owns the Fairchild building, which is a big department store, uh, mall, just a multi-level store, retail store. And Kelly has access to the keys to that store. And what they're going to do is break in uh, on Saturday night and... The pledges are going to steal the night watchman's uniform. Yep, and that will be their prank, Ooh. their sorority prank, hey. and it'll get them into the sorority. That's their initiation. Yes, the title of the movie. Hey, drink, drink. Oh wait, wait, does that work? Did I do that right? Whatever, we're in charge. Drink, well, cool, I command drink. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so th- we're, we're, so we know what's happening. So we know there's going to be a big dance. Yep. We know there's going to be a, an initiation, a prank over at Kelly's father's. Building. Uh, mall, which which is weird. It's supposed to be a mall. It is a mall, but it's called the Fairchild Building. I've never heard of like. Usually, it's always like Crabtree or yeah. We have here like, in Milwaukee. We got Mayfair, yeah, Brookfield Square. Heavenly Winds or something. Yeah. You know, nothing like Fairchild Building. But uh, <laughs> so the Fairchild Building Mall. Uh, that's where all the the shenanigans are going to go down. So back in the pledges bedroom, all four of them are going to bed. You know, Andy, it went from fifteen pledges. To four pledges. They mentioned that. There's all, look at all these empty beds. All these girls have because dropped out, quit. Because Megan couldn't, couldn't hang. Because Megan doesn't play by the rules. She mm-hmm. is, because she's a bean. We're doing, we're doing that again? Play by the rules? No, 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 oh, no. Okay. No, no. Sorry. <laughs> Call back to last week. But we get a sense of these different girls' personalities. Um, Beth is the one who's kind of um, yeah promiscuous. No, no, Allison. Allison, Allison. Allison is the one that God likes to it. talk about... 
nymphos and stuff and party. Beth is the one that is like right, like right. Gloria Steinem, kind of like, why are we doing this? You know, yep. we're smart women. We should be doing good for our community. Marsha is the geeky kind of like, I'm insecure. And Kelly is our hero. I had to adjust my notes. That's cool. I got because their names I, wrong. I do want to kind of dive mm-hmm. into, again, while Megan doesn't like Kelly, it's because her boyfriend, uh, who is a fucking tool, Andy, with all due respect. It's okay. Not um, only Andy's this is perfect like, like me. <laughs> this is like the third movie with an Andy. I think we've only had one with a Nick. Hmm. God, this right. is when we could have like a producer, someone we could like, would, say, hey, look uh, yeah. this hey, shit Hey, look up. that up. Yeah, that would no. be rad. Eh, maybe someday. Maybe someday. We'd have, probably have to pay him. <laughs> Pam and D's nuts and beer. So anyway, Andy is he's a Chad, even though there's a guy named Chad in this movie. He's yeah. a, he's one of those Chads. It's like, you know, probably comes from a rich family, you know, wears really short shorts and polos and he thinks he's a yeah, thinks he's got the god's gift of, of women. We meet him later. He has a tennis sweater on yeah. his, around his so neck. He so. does like Kelly and he won't stop trying to jock her trap. And uh And Megan is not a fan. Megan is not a fan. And also you know, Kelly comes from a rich family, and Megan probably is jealous of that. So, um, yeah, they kind of, what was I going to say? Yeah, Allison wants, they're, they're talking about the prank. Allison is talking about the security guard, or the night watchman, that they're going to take his uniform. Yeah. And apparently he's hung like a mule, is what she says. I didn't catch that. Oh, I've yeah. watched it twice. Yeah, Allison says that, and uh, uh, Marsha does like an eye roll, or ugh, you're so disgusting. And yeah. Allison says, don't knock until you tried it. They make fun of Marsha for because being, again, she's being a virgin. virgin. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. That was that exchange. Then we go to the sanitarium scene. Mm. Fireside. San- yeah, we do. I know, oh. but we still have to realize that. Oh, that she she before it's important. Oh, I'm with sorry all to the girls that have dropped out. Or... Yeah, no, well, we talked about that. But Kelly looks over at Marsha before she cut the oh. lights, and she's like, "I'm yeah. having these dreams again." Yeah. The dreams that that we know what they are. Two people doing it. One yeah. body. Somebody getting lit, getting lit, and getting lit um, up on fire. And... and it's happening more more than ever. Now it's like three times a week. Yeah. So then, like the lights go out, though they fall asleep, and we yeah. uh, go to the sanitarium. Go to the sanitarium. It's, uh, did you notice it's called Fireside Sanitarium? No. Yeah. The sign says Fireside Sanitarium, um, which you know. Kind of ironic because of fire, fireside. Yeah, there was a man who was burned next to a fireplace, next to a fire, (laughs) next to the side. He was he was on the side of a fire. He was on the side of a fire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was sitting there looking at Andy like, was there another fire? Because we, how many movies have we watched with asylums? I'm like, is there another asylum movie that we watched? No movie with an asylum that's fireside. This I just thought it was funny that it was called Fireside Sanitarium. So this was uh, not. A scene that was vital to the movie, really, but kind of. We get to meet Nurse Higgins. It's the only reason. Yeah, Nurse Higgins is, you know, she's going to be a victim. She's of a our Karen. Slasher. Yes. She's and a... she is like Nurse Ratchet in One yeah. Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes, if, if, but if you don't know who that is, she's a very demanding nurse. Yeah. Uh, does not respect her patients. No. They all are in like a steel cage. It's, it's a room, but it's a steel cage. Like, I don't know how to it. keeps them it. from freely roaming, walking out. A lot of room, room. So they're allowed to yeah. be in a room, but they... And you did the... Blah, 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 because, yeah. again, it's the 80s. It is the 80s, and Everyone that's how they portrayed... with a mental illness was, uh, got, was a, a drooling new We got Nimrod. Snake Boy who just won't stop flicking his tongue. Yeah. We got a person wearing a helmet because they only want to hit their head with a ping pong paddle. Yep. Uh, we get, like, people... A lot of people grabbing their groin. 
and sure. stepping side to side, like yeah. maybe pre Michael Jackson. I don't know. Um, me. This is 1984. This, yeah. Well, he's already been on. So it, it it was just it was that again. It was the uh, the the poor portrayal of mental illness. Yes, Everyone exactly. in a sanitarium is one step above, uh, you know, coma, a vegetable. They're all just drooling idiots walking around. Nah. And Nurse Higgins is pissed because she doesn't think they're taking their medication. She'll right. say, I'll do it. You know, I'll do it myself, whether I yeah. stick it up your pee hole or <laughs> I put it in your butt, you know, like I'll do it myself. And yeah. obviously saying that she's not that rad, but um, she looks out a window and sees a, an inmate gardening and he's got a like one of those. He's got one of those three prong, Pro, three prong fork, spade fork things. Yeah, three, yeah. I call spade. it like a, like a it's a three like a spade, but, but it's he got used three, for gardening. Yeah, yeah it's a small tool. a hand and tool. He's digging in the ground next to the he's building. Got three yeah. three prongs on it. Three but spike prongs. But he's, he's burnt in the face. Hmm. I know. I immediately was like, oh, that's the guy who got set on fire. Yeah, the, and I mean, the, then it's like in the dream sequence. She yells at him like, get out of here, because she doesn't want him around. Because there's a, there. Yeah. Yeah. Get away. Like, get away. Get away from the window. Yeah. So he glares at her. Yeah. So it's like, hmm. So this is we haven't done this one. It's like classic. Foreshadowing. It's a total fucking. It's not even a misrepresentation of like what we're supposed to believe. It's what we're always supposed to believe. Is he the killer? Like after all these movies, don't they think that they take the end user, end user, the audience as being dumbasses? No. Like we know it's not going to be him. Well, you know, not everybody's watched forty plus of these movies. <laughs> they, I, well, so <laughs> I think most of our listeners are horror fans. I suppose they so. They know the formula, and you're right. Uh, if even if you even if you um. You know that that first scene in the movie was a dream. You, you, if you've watched enough of these movies, you're like, well, that wasn't. He's, obviously, it wasn't a dream. It actually happened. Yeah, this, and this is, is the, the man who yeah, was burned in that like, dream sequence, quote unquote. Uh, so I she never, started, I never thought it was a dream. I was, it was real. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, I kind of right off the right out of the gate, I was like, this is clearly a memory. Uh, but she thinks it's a dream. So the the didn't he he like tapped on his thigh, and then all the other patients in the asylum started. Rhythm, rhythmically tapping, like, and they I, like pounded on the, the gates and the walls. Yeah, it started. They 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 and started. Nurse Ratchet's like stop. They're they're stop getting that. the patients are getting restless. Uh, exactly as you said, they start doing like a so from desks to floors to the chain link fence. It was yeah. getting loud. They start banging on the steel cages uh, that they're in, and I'm sure there's some HIPAA concerns there because I don't think you're allowed to probably cage people up like that. But I digress. It drives Nurse Higgins crazy. She has to get the fuck out of there. Right, not literally crazy. Otherwise, she'd be in there with him. But you're right; <laughs> it irritates her enough. Well played. Where she walks out, and we um, we jump to nighttime at, at the at, same sanitarium. At the same sanitarium, the classic POV <clears throat> shot. A point of view of someone lurking. Is, is it our I, killer? I wrote down. Is it our killer? Is it someone else? Who is it? They're roaming the quiet uh, halls of the asylum. The now quiet halls of the asylum. And this person lets out some of the patients. Uh, enough so that when the nurse, Nurse Higgins, yep. is, her name, is walking to her car to go home for the night, all of a sudden there's several patients outside. Ring around And they the start rosy. singing Ring Around the Rosie, dancing around. And, of course, Nurse Higgins, rightly so, says, what are you all doing out of your rooms? <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? You know, no shit. get the fuck out of here. Now, <laughs> what the hell? We got some pizza in the asylum. Go have us some pizza. pizza and beers. No, I don't know why we do that. I'm sorry. Don't know either. I'm sorry. No students. more play by the rules um, and no more Italian you, shit. I'm a pop. Let's apologize try, right now. But and I'm going to stop. I'm not going to cuss anymore. Nurse one. Higgins uh, uh, starts obviously um, distraught and all these patients are out of their, of their rooms. 
Uh, but rather than go back in the asylum to try to get help to round him up, she just goes and jumps in her car. Well, she flips out again. I suppose. She's a real I mean, panic she's artist. Like, yeah, here. she's like, fuck this, I'm yeah. out. She doesn't like, give a damn about the prob- welfare of these patients. <laughs> I really. know, and she's probably only paid like $2 an hour. Could be, yeah. She's grossly underpaid. Yeah. So. She, she jumps probably in wants the to car get to the discotheque. And uh, the discotheque. She jumps in the car, and Nick, what happens to Nurse Higgins? It's just a classic scenario. She dies. And guess what kills her, Andy? It that- was three-pronged spade the, the three-pronged spade to the chest somebody multiple with, times somebody with uh clear plastic gloves on their hand reaches forward San, like sanitation gloves are clear i yeah. i i didn't see the gardener wearing those i know we had to talk off 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 the mic oh, about that yeah but uh, they should have pointed out more yeah i didn't notice it twice a quick shot of his they could have his hand in the dirt with the with the fork uh, well, okay had gloves on and then they panned up to his face and i know like what we I know why this is happening. So and like, oh shit, and, and the I wish they would have showed killed, that more. Yeah, oh shit, the gardener guy killed the nurse. Yeah, so we're thinking, oh, there he is, like the, the, you know, he's he's dead, and what's you know, so she he, he the, the killer three prongs to the chest multiple times, blood yeah. splatters all over the car, and here comes Snake Boy. Yeah, he just looks through the window, and all the patients kind of scatter. Yeah, but he um, likes looking through the window, licking his, you know, <laughs> you know, like licking his lips. No, just like a. Yeah. Flicking your tongue? So here I am, Nick, uh, first-time viewer of this movie, and here's what I've seen so far. Uh, the beginning, quote, dream sequence, where uh, a man and a woman were having sex, and another man walks in. It's the classic scenario of guy walks in on his wife with yeah. another man. Good call. That guy who walked in got set on fire. Then we have this scene where the... The same guy has burns all over the side of his face. I'm like, all right, that's probably the same guy wearing the glove and, you know, blue. They should have focused on the gloves. Dark I didn't blue, notice it. I'm dark blue outfit. I mean, he, there was a dark blue sleeve, which you clearly saw he was wearing a, a navy blue outfit. Yes. And then the same uh, looking glove and blue sleeve stabs this nurse. I'm like, oh, the fucking gardener guy. He must be a husband who's out for revenge. That's I, what I thought. Right I, out of the I see where you're coming from, but it I knew, seems obvious. It right. seems obvious, like we talked about earlier. But I just don't. I don't. Since I've seen so many now, I know it's not going to happen. No, so. I know it's probably not the case, but. Um, I like to let these movies wash over me. Yes. You know, I don't try to guess what's like happening. Like the waters of Lake Minnetonka. I just like to let it happen. Yes. And so I'm like, all right, I can see where they're going. They want us to think this gardener's the, the guy. So we get to the Fairchild house. Next Obviously, day. Obviously, next day, the Fairchild house. Uh, Miss Fairchild is a, a proper, Frances Fairchild is her name, proper housewife. Uh, she talks to her husband, Dwight. Dwight Fairchild. Um they're the and typical waspy family. Was, yeah, total rich, total fucking, yeah. you know. He's reading the newspaper. Yeah, the, uh, she, I'm he, sorry, when was that? Dear? He seems disconnected. Yeah. He seems out of it. But uh, the phone rings, and he we, we find out that he's getting a call from the sanitarium. Yeah. And so, like, I'm sitting there, like, now I'm sitting there going, what's up here, Andy? Yeah. Like, are we now going, like, oh, the husband escaped. And he's like, but things start getting crazy because we know that these are Kelly's parents. And later in the movie, Kelly... She recognizes him like she comes into the house and kisses her father, kisses Dwight. She, yeah, like it's later in the scene. It's later in the scene, yeah. but I mean, but he these... says to Mrs. Fairchild, like, what was it, like nine patients escaped. Yeah, and it's like, and, but uh, and they, they yeah. they've got it under control, and we're three hundred miles 300 away. Three hundred miles away. I was like, okay, so he's not too worried about so, yeah. that breakout. So Dwight and Francis Fairchild are Kelly's parents, and she pulls up to the beautiful house. 
you know, there's horses and, yeah. you know, pool boys covered in oil and fucking they're, they're, little panties. And, nope. Oh, never mind. None of that um, was there. And uh, Just the horses. <laughs> so, they ha- again, like, they have it under control. But when Kelly walks in the house, this is when she kisses her father. Yeah, hi, Daddy. And, and gets a normal hi. And yeah. they get into that, oh, geez, Mom, leave me alone. You know, yeah. like, I'm, I'm getting to school. So everything's fine and dandy in the Fairchild yeah. house. They're happy happy family even at the end of the scene dad cracks a bottle of yeah. bubbly happy birthday because yeah. kelly's birthday's coming yeah. up yeah exactly so um <clears throat> then we're back on campus kelly um, and marcia are talking about term papers we're, we're back on campus marcia and kelly are walking together yeah uh, marcia seems insecure that she's kind of the one that you know the, the, we talked about the virgin that they always pick on me do you think yeah. i'm attractive she's like if like screech she's the screech of saved by the bell really i think marcia's not, I mean, she's kind of nerdy, but she's not like. Well, so was Screech. Screech was smart, but kind of nerdy. Uh, he's not attractive, though. I mean, at least Marsha's no kind of cute. You know, Screech was okay in his own right. He got to start dating Chris Spelling. R.I.P. Dustin Diamond. I know. On our April Fools' episode, we're doing a Save by the Bell podcast. Okay. Um, but anyway, <laughs> mark, mark the calendar now, students, <laughs> so you're not so you're surprised by it. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> it's this the, is the, where we meet Andy. Yeah, Andy starts. He comes walking up, and because they're they're talking about their psychology class they're going to, and yeah, their we, term papers, their yeah. term papers, and we know that Kelly's going to do hers on dreams and nightmares. Mm-hmm. So as she announces that to Marsha, here comes Andy, being all skeezy. What up, dudes? Hey, come to the dance with me, uh, yeah. fucking Kelly. And she's like, dude, aren't you going to ask Megan? He's like, that wicked witch, no fucking way. I don't like her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she is like, okay, well, I have a meeting. Bye. And she ducks out. And deuces, Andy. And she goes to her uh, meeting where we meet. The dreamy. Uh, fucking dreamy. The TA. Teacher's assistant. Yeah, Peter Adams. TA. Uh, that gets yeah. a little TNA. He is, uh, He's. it's another stereotype. He's the dreamy, he's dreamy good-looking teacher's assistant. Peter Adams. Who is um, her psychology Teacher, teacher assistant. Teacher, we never meet yeah. her actual the professor. actual professor. No, because he's probably like an old man or yeah. something. But uh, Peter is asking her about her term paper, and she says, "I'm doing her dreams and nightmares." And he gets defensive right away. Like, yep. is that because I'm doing my master's thesis on on some on uh, no, dreams? On dreams and fantasies dreams where I talk about unicorns and elves? Yeah. Like, no. I mean, but it's she's like, no. I, it's it has personal meaning to me. And he's like, okay, because a lot of freshmen come in here and they want a brown nose. There you go. You know, and but she comes clean to him and says, look, I've been having these fucking weird dreams and I've been having them a lot. So he's like, you know what? I approve. This is going to be rad. Yep. But let me. Uh, so I'm going to show you the Dream Factory. The Dream Factory. Wasn't there a TV show called The Dream Factory? Like with that dude. Ooh, that's um, a good question. That, that skater uh, fucking Rob something with big. And I'm a skater, too. I forget his name. Rob Deerdick. I don't know. The, the Fantasy Factory, Factory was what it called. Oh. This is the Dream Factory. Well, um, Dream Factory. In, in this same scene, we get some dialogue between Peter and Kelly about her amnesia. Yeah, this is where we learned that she had amnesia. She fell out of a tree when she was nine. Is that real? Uh, don't know. I don't think it really happened to her. I, I agree. Because she doesn't remember anything before that. But like how? nothing. Like but she so was what does that mean? Do, Dwight th- knocked her the fuck out just so she would forget shit? We don't know. Who knows? We'll yeah, I don't want to give away. Yeah. Well, she was in a coma for. She says she was in a coma for three months and woke up in a hospital, and she doesn't remember anything about her life before age nine. And she's been raised that you know just she's fine. You know she's okay with I it. Imagine that. She like, says she's come to terms with it, and she seems to be all right. But she is doing this paper about dreams because she's having a recurring 
nightmare. And they're happening more and more, just like you said, right. recurring. They're happening more and more. Um, so they go to the Dream Factory, what they call it. It looks it, what the Dream Factory is, uh, friends and listeners of Slash U. It's just like a small version of like a, a crappy version of an '80s Radio Shack in a closet. It's just a bunch of equipment. It's in just a, a bunch of equipment that looks like you know, it's like beep boop beep boop. EKGs, yeah. and EEGs, <laughs> brain scan stuff. And um, uh, the, and this is where the TA has a TA. It's she is a you're right. She's a research assistant. She's a research and her assistant. Her name to, is Heidi, and she is like the like if if you if if a spork was a girl, it would be what? Heidi. What does that even mean? The spork of a girl. I don't know. Like I I don't, I don't know if I misspelled something, but in my notes, I have the classic spork girl. Like she is like when you look at a spork, you know that half spoon, half fork. I do know that. Yeah. Um, it's Heidi. Okay. I mean, she's just. She's comic of, relief. But she's know. not even funny. No, but she's got the glasses and she's a super nerd about her, 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 uh, research. And she's like, hi, I'm going to help you with the, like Pat. Remember Pat from Saturday Night yeah. Live? A little bit like that. A little bit like that. Yeah. Like, but Heidi is a pretty much a dominant female name or, yeah. you know, what identifies as a female name. Right. She's and, not like a timid, um, no timid girl no but she is a bit of a nerd yeah she's just kind of like a i guess yeah she she, she's kind of a good you know liaison between kelly and the sexual tension between kelly and peter heidi Um, offers to hook uh kelly up to the equipment right now yeah to to because they want to monitor dream patterns and brave ways she's hesitant at this time and peter is fucking pushy Kelly, like, come on, it's free. Just do it's it. It's free. Come just on. do it. Yeah, it'll help it. me with my thesis. Yeah, unbutton um, my pants. He, Kelly, ends up sort of drifting off in thought when she's look. She walks across the room to a, a mirror on the wall, and she ends up sort of transfixed on this mirror. That's a good call, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it happens more than once. Yes. And she just sort of drifts her her speech, sort of like I'm gonna have to think about it. And she takes off. Okay, I have to go, and she leaves. Um, and Heidi and Heidi and uh, uh, Peter look on, and Heidi goes, "You got a real live one there, Professor." <laughs> See, kind of some comic relief, I guess. Yeah. But as she leaves the room, as she leaves the gene factory, lights start turning off as she's walking, and so then she starts running, and lights continue to turn off that follow her. She gets a little nervous. Yeah, yeah she gets a little crazy. So she goes into a bathroom, a, fe- a woman's bathroom, to com- yeah. to you know just get gather her, you know, compose herself. Put some flash some water. Flash some water face. on her, and she looks up in the mirror. There's fucking dead stabby girl. There's a vision of a little girl in a nightgown with a with a knife, just covered a flash. in blood in the mirror. Just a flash, and Kelly yeah. turns around, and there's nobody there. Yeah. Ghost? Is yeah. it a ghost? No, it's a hallucination. <laughs> and so, um, Kelly's fine. We assume she just happened to see that weird uh, yeah. that vision in the mirror. But we're back at the Fairchild house. Dwight Ooh. and Francis. Is a killer approaching? We get that POV. like Another exterior POV. Exterior, exterior POV, like something's walking up to the house. Yep. Mrs. Fairchild likes to get wasted, so she likes to drink that cognac. Is that what she was drinking? Yeah. I thought she had wine at first and then no, switched glass to scotch. No, that's glass too big. It's that's cognac. Kind of, it's huh? cognac. Yeah. All right. Well, she's um, looking in a mirror... And I wrote in my notes, she questions the lie. She's talking to Dwight, her husband, and he's like, what are you doing? She's like, looking at a ghost. Isn't that what you see when you look in the mirror? And he's just like, a reflection. I see a reflection. Dumb biatch. And she, (laughs) he didn't say that. No. But she's just like, you know, I'm starting to think about this lie we've told ourselves. Was it for Kelly? Was it for us? Yeah. So you're right going, on my okay. antenna. Beep, 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 yep. Yeah. Red flags going up. But then what I got lost. About? Then I got lost in Mr. Uh, Fairchild's fucking outfit, man. He's got a dope ascot on. You remember Fred from uh, 
Scooby Doo. How could I forget? He's got that dope ascot. He's got that Texas belt buckle, skinny jeans. Yeah. Mr. Fairchild's looking dope too. Oh, yeah, this takes place in Texas. Yeah. I forgot, yeah, I forgot to mention, but you're right. Texas belt buckle. He's looking. God, he's. I mean, for an older dude. Right. He's looking good. So that's what I'm kind of thinking. I'm like, something's up with him. They're discussing some lie that they've told yes. Kelly. And, and I'm Mrs. Look- Fairchild is questioning it as one tends to question life when they get good and drunk yes we have, uh, <laughs> we, yes, we have done that some people get very introspective and you either uh, get introspective or political i don't yeah, know what happens. or you just you know put a lampshade on your head and piss yourself um <laughs> that's my kind of party i mean there's three kinds of drunk no uh <laughs> but there's a noise outside and mr fairchild grabs a gun out of the out of the desk it becomes drawer. all like chuck norris and, yeah yeah hold up i'm gonna go check this yeah, out yeah check out my because it's texas pants. there's a gun yeah. in every drawer yep uh he goes outside, and the planter the, on the front porch is broken. Big old potted plant is busted. And Mrs. Fairchild comes out like, what is it? And he, he can't see anybody. He can't see anything. He's just like, I don't know. So somebody some, was out But there. something is there. Somebody's out there. And we leave uh, Mr. and Mrs. Fairchild on their porch. And uh, his beautiful ascot and his belt buckle and his uh, wonderful ass and those jeans look great. But back on campus. Yeah. Wow. Kelly, Kelly, I didn't really make notes of all that stuff. I really did. You, no, I'm uh, just kidding. You really liked it. Kelly is doing that sleeping test. She decided to go through it. So she's doing this, uh, the sleep test, uh, you know, monitors and uh, fucking whatever, all brainwaves. Stuff on her on yeah. her forehead and whatnot. She's freaking out in her she's dreams. She's having the dream. And, and she's going, mommy. Heidi is all wet, too, because she's like, this is fucking fucking rad like this is like because there's all this information coming out of the fax machine so um because the readings are off the chart the needles moving yeah yeah and so they talk Mm -hmm. about uh the 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 mirrors and how they uh and how you she She wakes wakes up up and she talks about the mirrors and it's how you observe your dreams without actively participating so peter there's a there's a list of words on the chalkboard of you know father mother fire mirror um Knife, I think. I don't remember what all was there. But, yeah, Peter's trying to evaluate why, uh, why, what everything means. And you're right. He says the mirror allows you to watch without participating. Mm-hmm. So that and right so, there has yeah. meant a lot to me. I thought that was a good line. And so this is when they start getting all cinephile when it comes to dreams. Like, what do you call a dream cinephile? Oh, I don't know. Like a, a, dream, a psychologist? A dreamophile? Like, yeah, or maybe know. like, uh, I'm a psychologist in dreams. But they're trying to get all cinephile yeah. on these dreams. It's like Heidi and Peter, and they start fighting. Like they start Heidi, fighting. Heidi says the readings don't support a dream. Yeah. Heidi says that you your brain waves were moving, but or your brain waves weren't moving, but you were still having a dream, indicating it's not a dream. And Peter's like, Well, what is it then, Heidi? And Heidi's like, It's a psychic phenomenon. Yeah. You know, and she gets all sci fi. She on gets it. they fight they start I mean, they are fighting and they're arguing like cinephiles have done over the movie Hubie Halloween. <laughs> right. The you ones know, who rated it well are idiots, and the ones who said it's stupid are correct. So <laughs> maybe we're not going to do a Save by the Bell podcast. Let's maybe do not. a podcast just on Hubie. Fuck, that just, should be our a slasher. So no, I'm just kidding. Um, but they are arguing. She leaves. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. She's a spork. So um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, microphone. <laughs> he says Heidi is stuck out in the twilight zone. Same thing. Yeah, she's a spork. <laughs> She's a human spork. That's a not a spoon, not a fork. She's both. Honestly, very efficient invention when you think about it. Like I don't know. I like laughing. Cut, it I don't cuts know. your utensils, you know, by a third. <laughs> you have knife, spork, spoon, or knife, fork, spoon, 
you can but, get rid, uh, you can merge the spoon and the fork, and I now know, you have but, just knife and spoon. Here's the thing, though. Awesome. If you were like, if I like, if, if you were sitting across the room and I was talking to my friends and I was like, oh, Andy over there, oh, he's such a spork. Like, no one would be like, oh, that's rad. Like, they would be like, well, I, I guess know. I could say like this. Oh, look at Andy over there. He's a spork. Yeah. No, well, it still sounds bad. Anyway, anyway um, Heidi's a spork. Got back, it. <laughs> but so uh, they, they, uh, the fights are over and. Yeah. Um, everything is, uh, for now that's on hold. Yeah. For now that's on, um, we hope everything's well, but we're back at the Fairchild's having dinner, family a, dinner, a family dinner. Um, I guess Kelly decided to leave, uh, the dream room, the dream factory. Yeah. She went home. She went home and they're having dinner and we learned that Dwight Fairchild has to go to Houston for business, mm-hmm. business, business Andy, in quotations, Andy motherfucker. quotes business, but Hey, more like. Getting busy. He sneaks off, makes a phone call, and is talking very lovingly to someone on the other end. You know, I'll see you soon. I'm going to come see you real soon, baby. You're great. I like you. We don't know if it's a male or female. When I get in your pants. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's why I think it's rad. Dwight is having an affair. Yes. And so while he's on the phone with his uh, lover, Kelly talks to her mom about the dreams and how she's getting them monitored and... Yeah, well, mom working, doesn't like this. She's working with Peter Adams, uh, the TA, about the and he she yeah Mrs. Fairchild's like nah. I don't she like treats that. she treats still treats Kelly like a fucking child. Didn't your father you know help you with the best doctors available? And she's like yeah, and I still have amnesia, mom, and which is you know good point. And Mrs. Fairchild says yeah, but you grew up perfectly healthy and well adjusted, and you're great, you're fine. Why do you got to dig it, into this? I kind of like this scene in the sense that. We know that the dad's kind of skis in. I already got that from the beginning. Like, I got that from the very beginning, but, uh, and how... Um, oh, because of how checked out he is? Yes, and Mrs. Fairchild's kind of being the, the overprotective parent, which we see throughout this whole fucking movie. And it makes sense. Yes, like, so I thought it was great. So Kelly is pissed at her mom, so she leaves the dinner table only to hear her father... I assume she hears him schmoozing with his lover on the phone. She overhears him, yeah, and but she it, just walks away and Yeah, discuss. so I don't think there's really no... There, like that scene, like that's a scene where I don't know if we really needed it because, like, it never comes back. No, because quickly, um, after she walks away from her father, listening mm-hmm. in on the last part of her father's conversation, we um, go outside. Go, go outside to the exterior yeah. POV shot. Dwight so, is d- getting Dwight is, pack, his is packing his car. Yeah, because he's getting ready to go out of town on business. More like business of getting busy. Risky business. Risky business with his lover. Uh, and he's packing the car up, and there is a, another nighttime point of view. Somebody's stalking. Know, anybody Somebody's out stalking there? No yeah. one but us owls. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> no, but there's a, there's a close-up of an owl. It's his part. Yeah, you're right. That's right. He's, like, looking off into the darkness. <laughs> anybody out there? Who's out there? That's a classic and line. A, they just, uh, some animal handler said, we're going to get one shot of an owl turning its head. <laughs> B-roll. No, yeah, it's not even. B-roll, yeah. They pulled it from uh, Marty Stauffer's Wild America. <laughs> An old nature show that used to be on PBS. <laughs> Remember that one? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wild America with Marty Stauffer. It's a great horned whoa. owl. Whoo, whoo. And so, um, yeah, Mr. Fairchild's packing his car up only to be bum-rushed. Somebody comes running up behind him with the same three-pronged uh, garden uh, uh, spork, <laughs> garden uh, fork that stabbed the nurse. Hey. And he turns and he gets stabbed in the fucking like, like neck, area. neck yeah. area, like clavicle, right above his clavicle yeah. neck. Yeah. And lets out a yell. Blood starts squirting down or trickling down Ugh. his body. He falls to his knees, and then um, we have the the killer raises their hand with a big old machete. Yep, and it it swings down on uh, Dwight's 
neck, we, pre- presumably decapitating him. Yes. And we cut away back inside to Mrs. Fairchild. That was my dick kill, dick shit, dick shot, kill of the week. dick kill shot of the week. I thought it was great too because yeah. that shadow. And I even told Jody, I was like, "Good, I hope they show it." Like as it's going up, there's like, a shadow. Of I him wish they would at least, over. Yeah, yeah, the shadow. At least they would have shown like the hack, and then like the shadow. Oh, the shadow of his head coming off. Yes, that would have been cool. But... And I know because there's been a lot gone done. I yeah. know it's the '80s, but they had a budget for this. I mean, obviously, but. As the, you, you get the idea. And as the machete comes down, they jump cut back inside. Mrs. Fairchild is pouring another glass. Of that cognac, motherfuckers, that Hennessy. She notices that Mr. Fairchild's glasses are still on the table, and he's leaving town. She's like, shit, he forgot his glasses. And she runs outside as his car is pulling away, which we know must be the killer. <laughs> it can't be It can't be, it can't be him. <laughs> and this is why it was my dick kill shot. She says, like, you know, you forgot your glasses, but he's driving away, and she just like goes that man would forget his head if it wasn't attached Holy and i was like <laughs> his head got cut off i didn't get that until right now oh, but you remember her saying it oh yeah and yeah I was like he would forget his head if it wasn't, wasn't attached, attached to his shoulders yeah. <laughs> so anyway we're moments we're, after his head was separated from his shoulders so. uh, kelly is back at the sortie house and everyone's getting ready for uh the big fraternity party and this is where we get some bubes some pubes, some butts. Uh, we get a nudity, and it's just you know, like we four have, girls. Uh, there's a POV outside of somebody sneaking around. Yeah, outside. I, I, yeah, I get that. I mean, because the, yeah. the first thing they're doing is kind of like the girls are talking about who they're dating and yeah. who they're bringing to the date, and you know, hey, do my pubes look pretty good? And uh, they did can say I, that. Can right. I can I borrow that comb? Yep, because it's the '80s and I have uh, crabs, so, and I need to comb them out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a girls' party in the bathroom, but someone watches from outside, like Revenge of the Nerds. It reminded oh, me of that yeah. Revenge of the Nerds scene, like when they all oh, happy. Like Revenge of the Nerds is a creepy movie within itself. But, there um, is some, yeah. There's some serious yeah. uh, assault scenes. So in we, the nerds. <laughs> we do know that there's a POV. And we, I know it's not the. I mean, no. The end user audience probably might assume that it's a killer. Somebody uh, stalking the sorority. Though. They are now in a closet watching Kelly dress. You get a little right. top of some ass crack from Kelly, and uh, she puts on her her dress, her blouse, and out comes from the closet creepy Andy. Yeah, he just runs in the room and tackles her. And she mm-hmm. screams, and he's just like, hey. hey. you know." She's like, fuck you. And she's like, I'm not going to the dance with you. She goes, fuck you. And he's like, not what I was going to suggest. But, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. No, they're like that. He's like, yeah, I got those quick lines. And, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to the dance with you. He's like, no, I oh, have a date. I'm and going with Megan, and guess who comes up the stairs? Megan comes up the stairs. Megan yeah. is, remember, fans and uh, students, the one who's kind of snotty, and I talk She's down. the head of sorority. I'm Megan. She's the sorority. She's planning the prank. Yes, uh, she's steal. a sorority president. Right. She's My name's a... Megan. Right, and she tells Andy to leave. I'll come pick you up in a little while. Yeah, and then she looks at Kelly and said, hey, I know you went home tonight. Did you get the keys? And did your father die? No, she didn't say she that. She didn't Sorry. ask that, no. Um, but she's like, did you get dim keys? And she, keys. she's like, yeah, I, I got them. So this is what's rad, Andy. Yeah. They, um, They're setting up this prank, and she's got the keys to get into the... So yeah, she shows that, but now they head to that rad fraternity party. I fast-forwarded through much of this on my second watch because it is really not vital to the plot. I know, but it's still kind of rad because here's the, here's the band. Yeah. Not bad. Um, yeah, just some typical 80s stuff, but the party rages, white people dancing everywhere. It's a montage of some people drinking. White people. Um, and uh, Kelly Ke- is... Her date is... Uh, T.A. 
T.A. Peter. T.A. Peter. And uh, and this is what's great, too. I'm definitely going to put this on our uh, uh, social media. Marsha is walking to the party with her date, Ralph. This is where we meet Ralph. Who is dressed as a... A big old wiener. He's dressed as a literal penis. <laughs> Little balls. Like, yep. He's dressed as, as a dick. As, and you had texted me because you watched this before me. You yeah. texted me like, a guy showed up to a party dressed as a penis. So I was on the lookout for it when we got to the party. And as soon as the camera cut to uh, to, to Marsha and, and Ralph on the sidewalk, I said to Cheryl, Cheryl, watch this with me. I was like, that man's dressed as a dick. Like, <laughs> look at that. Wow. That really is a penis. I thought it was great. I mean, yeah. I, I've seen a lot of movies, why? obviously, Andy. Like, but why this would... might win a slashy, like, best so, outfit. I was not really understanding what this party was for. Okay, I can break it down real quick. Yeah. If that's okay. Yeah, please. Um, Allison is the party girl. We're finding out, like, more about her. She hops on the TA's lap and says, I have dreams about nymphomaniacs, and I just can't get enough. Obviously, Allison is the party girl that likes to show bubes and sure. pubes and butts. Yep. yep. So... Of course, Kelly walks up and says, get off. And she's laughing. I haven't it's... yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Boom! Yeah, you um, set him up, buddy. I'll knock him down. Scott, I, that's wow. the second time I've done that. Big old burp right I'm on so it. sorry. I don't like that. What other university students are you going to have the professor belching in front of the class? Especially when we're talking. Every time we talk about, like, and we're talking about a party where they're drinking green drinks. I didn't understand. So is it St. Patty's Day party? Or is it a Halloween party? But they're mixing this liquor and beer. Yeah. And everyone's like, you got to get wasted on this. Yeah. I definitely dig. While Andy says this is a a non-sequitur. 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 Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's omnibus. Yep. Um, All that. Yep. Marsha leaves Ralph because uh, he tells her he knows why, you know, he tells her like, hey, I know you're a virgin and I just want to bust that fruit. And she's like, he really talks down to her. Yeah. And so she's like later. And then uh, we're back in the dream factory where Kelly is drunk and she's talking to Peter. Yeah. And she brings this weird story up about a lady at a party going, do you uh, do you like guys? Do you have a boyfriend? And Kelly's like, I just think she was relieving her youth. Man, this movie is fucking deep. And I think that's why that party happened. End of story. Oh, yeah. and then uh, Peter and Kelly kiss. That's true. Well, it yeah, it served the plot to kind of dive into our characters a little yeah, bit more, strengthen their relationship, and because the characters them. really do come to life thirty the last thirty minutes of the movie. The, yeah, or if they come to life when they're getting killed. Yep. Hey. <laughs> right. That's pretty rad. Thanks, man. They come to That's life when they're when getting they're killed. getting killed. That's characters the, that come to life when they're getting That's killed. The T-shirt, dude. No, that's a fucking line for a movie. Like a tagline, like a... Write it okay. down. All right. Um, so... We got to record it. Uh, the next day... Um, Mom Fairchild Mrs. is pulling Fairchild, up. yeah, is Oof. pulling up to the university. And that caddy, she is Looking pissed. for her daughter because she wants to put an end to the um, dream research that and, Kelly is dipping into. And she happens to pull up right when Kelly is getting hypnotized She's by Peter. hypnosis. And Peter's having her go take, back... Take a trip back in yeah, time. Yeah, and it's the... You've seen this in a lot of shows and movies, folks, uh, where he's... All right, where are you? You're nine years old. Describe to me where you're at. Kelly's talking about um, her dolls. Her dolls are all messed up, torn apart. Peter said, are you in the treehouse? And she's like, no, there's no treehouse. So I don't think that's a true story. Yeah, but then how'd she fucking get amnesia? Like, you have to get a bump on the head. All right. Do you? Or do you have to just suffer an extremely traumatic event? All right, Dr. fucking Deimos. I don't like, know. I, I'm, not, I'm just questioning. I don't know anything about amnesia. Where did he touch you? Yeah, where did he touch you? <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I know Peter is, like, trying to get to her, but... Yeah. He's trying to make her remember. Yeah, I know, and we're getting all this, but uh, it's the hypnosis. What to me about this whole hypnosis was when she's trying to get her out. Yeah, 
Like she's like, get her out, and you know, and like when oh, I say your name, up, you mean. Kelly Fairchild, wake up, Kelly, yeah. Fair, and she won't wake up. Mom comes in and says, Kelly Randall. You say Kelly Randall, and he said, all right, Kelly Randall, count to three, and and it works. She wakes up. It works. Up. She wakes up, and uh, to make this quick, she's like, get the fuck out of here, Mom. Mom Fairchild says, get the fuck out of here, yeah. daughter Kelly. And I need then, to talk to this dreamy fucking T.A. Peter for a second. He is dreamy, isn't he? He is. And she's like, you know, Peter, stay away. I can get you fucking fired from this university. I could have you arrested. And she's, and he's like, no, you can't. Yep. She's 18. She agreed to do this. She's like, well, I can, I'll get you fucking fired. Just leave yeah. my fucking daughter alone. And she storms out. Yeah. And so are the Fairchilds hiding something, Andy? Hmm. Probably. Heidi, uh, the research assistant, Heidi, talks to Peter at this point and says, uh, well, Peter says, like, it's not a dream that Kelly's been having. It's a memory. That explains why you, Heidi, <laughs> your, your uh, paper, you know, your, your uh, numbers interpretation, it's not, you know, a psychic phenomenon. She's having a memory, not a dream. And Heidi's just like, yeah. And they, they pinpoint um, some two split personality. That's what I wrote. She has two personalities. Yeah. So that's when I started. suppressing one. This is when I started assuming that she might be the killer. Oh, really? That's mm-hmm. clever. Here here I was, again, not trying to figure it out. I'm just letting the movie happen. I, I did not make any guesses as to what was going on. There, I there, don't know why. I think it's just because I've watched enough of these now where I'm like, I enjoy them more when I just try Jody likes guessing, it. and she pretty much is, I would say, 99.9. Like she said... A, yeah, your wife nails a lot of yeah, the... Yeah, so like yeah. with this one, I'll get to it, but I gave her I gave her some slack because, uh, you know, we'll get to that at the end, but... So Heidi has said, like, it wouldn't look good if one of the Fairchild's daughters was a was a weird-ass killer, you know. And Because now they're guessing, is Kelly homicidal? Yeah, she's got this split, you know, split personality and this hidden suppressed That's memory. That's again... Yeah, I'm assuming that she's a killer. So we're we're it's Saturday night. We're yeah. at, we're we're at the sorority house. The girls are gearing up for prank night. Yeah. Um. Hey, Kelly, why don't you take off first and go set off the alarm, and we'll follow behind you. Right, because Kelly's got the keys. So then I'm sitting there going, Why is she going first? Because she might be doing something that we don't know. It's but her the dad's ma- building. The mall is called the Fairchild Building. Yeah. <laughs> Come shop at the wonderful Fairchild Building. Right. Do your Christmas shopping at the Fairchild Building. Right. Uh. Beth, Come smoke cigarettes and dumpsters behind. Uh, Beth, uh, a girl that we haven't spent much time with, is sitting out on the lawn next to the letters, the sorority letters, contemplating life. And that's when Marsha back inside is like, where's Beth? Like, oh, she thinks we're going to get in big trouble. And um, they have uh, just some dialogue about some of that. They're getting ready. But before they leave, that's where I wrote, Beth backs out. Well, she backs out, but before she backs out, oh. we, we get to meet our security guard. That's right. They have this big, long, drawn-out security guard's, scene. Yeah, yeah but he, right. but it, it is important. Security guard, great mustache. Uh, His he, name's Tom. Is it? I thought it was Kevin. No, it's Tom, because later they're calling for him. I know. There. I thought it was Kevin. Well, Tommy, whatever. Tom. He's a fucking security guard. Todd? Todd. 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 Toddy. Night Watchman. Todd's almost like Brad. Um, anyway, Todd is his job. What he does during his job, he listens to country music, drinks beer, and looks at big magazines. That He's looking at nudie magazines. Nudie magazines with big bubies. Um, did you, you saw the beer he was drinking, right? Uh, beer? Yeah, it was a white can, black beer. letters that said beer. You know who came up with that? No. I swear this is not fake fact news. Okay. Uh, no, I thought it was. Never mind. Uh, J- Jimmy Carter had a brother that was called <laughs> Billy Carter. Okay. That was kind of like, kind of like that, like kind of like Clinton had, like that dumb brother. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody has. Um, well, if you have a brother, Sly Stallone. Um, yeah, yeah, Frank Stallone. Frank Stallone. Yeah. Um, I we, thought it was just generic, like we can't get a 
a Budweiser. But it's, it was a real beer. It was. Yes. I just thought it was funny. No, it's, it was. It's, it's an actual. But I think yeah. it was. It might have been. Uh, but it definitely was. It's. I think it's still a collector's item on eBay. Interesting. I can. White, I thought they could have used Lone Star. Can, black letters B- that beer. just said beer. It reminded me of. Uh, for those of you who might have watched the series Lost years ago on ABC when uh, season three, the Dharma initiative had all the food and things that was just white packaging, black lettering, chips, rice, oh, beer. That's cool. But soap. Like that's what it reminded I me of. I think most of our listeners watch horror and not shows that are geared for nerds. Whatever, dude. Lost was good. <laughs> um, the ending wasn't the greatest, but the rest of it was good. Well, neither Dexter or Sopranos. You know, it was Let's a template for a lot of other shows. Okay. Right? There's a lot of shows that copied what Lost did and they're not as good. Yeah. Anyway, back to Hubie Halloween. Todd, um, no, Todd. Todd, Todd is living his best life because he's listening. He's watching. He's looking at booby. He's probably pornography paid, and probably getting paid, paid. Thir- some third shift money. And yeah, and looking at boobs and yeah. and drinking beer, listening to music. The alarm. Goes anyway, off. alarm goes off and he goes out the building to look. Of course, this is the long drawn out scene. Let's just get to it. Great mustache. He's out back. Yeah, the great. This is the greatest scene though. He he closes the door. He goes out. And there's nothing there. So obviously, well, a can kind of rolls yeah, on the but, ground. So he goes out and checks it's along. So he comes back in. He's confused, but he's like, oh, fuck it. There was nothing out there. Mm-hmm. So this is the greatest scene. He He's going through the mall, and he's looking at some sunglasses. And in the reflection of the sunglasses, he sees someone behind a planter with long hair come yeah. out. And he's like, what? what? He turns around. Guess who dies? Todd the Night Watchman Todd gets stabbed. Todd gets stabbed. And I saying like, this is what I'm like. It's a girl, but then... This is when Jody says, but it, they're going to let you know it's fucking Kelly. Mm, All right. Yeah. So there, we're th- making you think there. I but, didn't see that reflection clear enough. Yo, I, Jody pointed it out, and I rewound it, and then I watched I it a second see. time. It was great. So they're leading us down a path where they're saying Kelly is a schizo, split personality. That's what I'm getting I don't getting need at. to disparage schizophrenics. Yes. I say schizo. That's probably derogatory. Split personality, and that's what they're leading us towards. That the man with the burned face is not the killer. It's this. Uh, it's it's Kelly with a mental illness. Yeah, and but I want to bring up she that word real quick. She doesn't know she's doing it. We I knew a guy that was uh, getting his master sommelier certification, sure. and he went to a table like all these judges are sitting around a table like they're having dinner. So he's describing this great wine that you know he's able to present. So he looks at one of the judges who's a customer, and he's like, "This is red wine." He describes the wine, the red wine, because there's so much going on in it that it's schizophrenic, and he didn't get his master sommelier certification because, because he used that comparison because the man said my daughter's schizophrenic wow dude cancel culture jeez. well no i mean this is back in the day yeah. like this is before yeah. like i was like wow because it, because it it's way. a great description multiple things there's going multiple on. things going on multiple things so and most only 10 percent of people fat pass their master sommelier certification on their first try so anyway um I, I just wanted to bring that up but it is a good point but Oh, shit, sorry, I'm getting excited. All the sorority girls are headed to the mall now. And Megan is blessing the pedges. Sigma Chi will, or Delta Rho Chi will never die. Yeah, doing a little cross sign. Yeah, like it's weird, man. And that's where Beth That's when out. Beth said, like, we can be better. We can do this. Beth isn't We're like grown a ass women. What yeah. are we doing? Exactly. Yeah. We, yeah. Could do, we, we could be doing good shit. Right, we could charity so, work or something. Yeah, Megan's like, get the fuck out. So now it's just Beth's Alice. got a point, Nick, don't you think? Yes, yeah. Beth is smart. She I doesn't... think that this hazing shit is so stupid. I, I don't understand. Fraternities, it's like you pay so much. I mean, I guess yeah. they're like, you can get friendships out of anything, but like, my friendships have changed. Like, 
it makes no sense to yeah, do something like this. And Beth has a point. She's nothing like, against fraternities. In trouble. And when you go back, can to, I stick my thumb up your butt though? Next time we meet, <laughs> when we go back to our episode of Ask You, and one of the questions was, "Who in a horror movie would you like to be?" Uh, I would like to be Beth because she backs out and doesn't go through yeah, the thing. She, she, yeah, all our friends. She takes a shower and goes home. <laughs> <laughs> Beth is okay and. Spoilers, everyone else is going to die. Yeah, well, they. I think we get that idea. They're all going to die. So with Beth leaving, and uh, now we're just sending Allison and Marsha to meet uh, Kelly at the mall. And at the mall, in the parking lot, Chad, our, you know. This is where little, we meet Chad for the first time. Yeah, the, a, a, real, a real character named Chad. Ralph and Andy, yeah. wait in a car, drinking some booze, and their goal only in this, in this, throughout this process, is to scare the pledges. Megan told them to wait here for her because when the girls get here, Megan's gonna meet up with them and they're gonna go scare the pledges. So, uh, the pledges get into the building and they split up. Like you said, it's Kelly, Beth, and Marsha. But Kelly is waiting for the girls. Like she's there, yeah, is the alarm she's there already? Yeah, yeah, but hmm, but guess who just died? The night watchman. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, everyone shows up, and Beth and Marsha join Kelly inside, and 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 um, Megan locks them in. Yeah, this is when the shit starts going down. Am yeah. I right? It is because the, now the three pledges are in the mall, <clears throat> and Megan goes and meets up with the boys, and um, they decide to split up. Kelly just says, "Like Beth, you go find Todd. Uh, you distract him with your, you know, girly charms because you like that sort of thing." Marsha, wait here by the. Uh, security station. Yep. Uh, and you know, if if he if he finds you, tell him you know me. He won't. He won't. You know, call the police or whatever. Because meanwhile, Kelly was going to sneak off to the office where they keep spare uniforms, and so they wouldn't have to fuck with Todd. They wouldn't have to literally just, take it off. Yeah, his body. they could just grab one. And even Kelly said, you know, Megan won't fucking know. So like, brilliant. This is great. Mm-hmm. So um, meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, back at the uh, main door or the main back door, Megan is letting in the boys. So right now, just for our listeners, there's yeah. seven people. Yeah. In the mall. And so our pledges, our pledges and our three men and Megan, we got Ralph, Andy, Chad and Megan who want to go fuck with Allison, Marsha and Kelly. Beth seven. Yeah, I said I said Beth. God damn it. Allison, Allison, Marsha and Kelly. Beth is no longer there. Beth went home. Beth said this. So Andy and Megan are a team and Ralph and Chad split up. So let's go scare them. Yeah, that's so fun, we're, we're back at, with the nymphomaniac Allison, and she's walking around. What, what, I mean, we're all nymphomaniacs to, in our heart, but Allison's walking around screaming Todd's name. But Toddy, she finds a store. Yeah, Toddy, where she are you? Finds a, a store with cute, a cute shirt and roller skates. Yep. So uh, she takes off her top, boobs, and uh, we she puts on the cute shirt and roller skates. Kelly gets in uniform. Yeah, Kelly gets in the office and gets the uh, night watchman uniform. Um, yeah. Oh, it was cool because after Allison tried on those clothes, put on the clothes and the skates, she's skating down the hallway, and she skates past like a sporting goods like store. A sporting goods store, and the camera zooms in slowly on a um, display case that's a been glass, smashed. Glass. Well, before you, but you see it before. It's the killer's it's in, looking at it. It's, it's all. It's yeah. intact. It's a beautiful glass display case, and in a full of knives. Full of knives, and it's funny because I thought most stores, like even in a mall, they would have a gate they close, but not in the Fairchild. Not in building. Fairchild building. Uh, so the killer has stolen a knife. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Then when uh, when Allison does skate by, yeah, it is broken. Someone stole some knives. Yeah, and uh, I had really next Andy and Megan are. Well, I get out. I just real quick. Marsha gets antsy. Marsha takes off. Allison skates by again. That escape place with knives, and we know yeah. that it's broken. Yeah, and this is when um, 
they uh, the boys scare the girls uh, with a bowling ball. Like they roll a bowling oh. ball down, and so now the girls know what's up. They know that Megan has b- brought in the three jokesters, and her you know one's her boyfriend, the other two Chad and Ralph, and so they're like, oh, let's get out of here. Everything's fine. Right. But they're locked in. If the girls find out that they're locked in, that's not um, safe. I thought emergency exits were no. like mandatory, even in the eighties. You'd think there'd be some way to. What's get up out with the Fairchild building? In the event of a fire, correct? No, seriously, <clears throat> I'm not joking around here. They should be able to get out. Even. Do I sound angry? No. Or do I sound like I have a high voice? It, well, that yeah. All right, thanks. But uh, well, the the pranksters, the, the the folks who are trying to scare the pledges, are split up. So it was. You're right. It was Chad and Ralph trying to scare Megan, uh, or trying to scare uh, uh, Kelly and Marsha and Allison. Andy and Megan are off making out. They're getting they're... some weird, freaky stuff. <clears throat> and this yeah. is where we learn that Andy likes to wear uh, leopard thongs. He's into, like, whips and chains and things. Yeah. He, like, his panties are literally, like, leopard thongs. And yeah. he's like, bite my balls. Exactly. Is that, mm-hmm. what, is that what he said? Yeah. yeah, he said, bite my balls. I, I should have put on the closed captioning. Because <laughs> then uh, you know, the whole joke is yeah. uh, Megan takes off and leaves. Uh, you know, Andy Megan's on like, the bed. we're going to do this on my turn yeah, when so. I say so. And so she she leads him on a little chase. But, but, but there is a quick scene at I love this, this point scene. of a, a, bicycle, love a motorcycle cop pulling up to a car on the side of the road. It's a real quick scene where this cop gets off and he's looking at the car. When he bends down, he looks at the license plate. There's blood dripping down the license plate. That is the cop finding Dwight Fairchild's yep. car. That's a and, great, and I love that scene. Probably, you assume, off-camera finding Dwight it's Fairchild's very, like, body. I, I was thinking, oh, they're going to open it up and maybe find it, but leaving it just with blood dripping down the license plate, like, I thought that was rad. So you know the killer put Dwight in the trunk. Yes. and, and uh, but That back, was it. It was just real quick. That closed that loop for us. That was them yeah. finding again, Dwight's this is body. Why, again, this is why I want to <laughs> get back to the... the I think the the director that was nixed off the uh, film did oh. most of the mall shots because this is a great shot where the killer uh, POV grabs an axe out of a mannequin. Yeah, so we're like, hey, this is he's got a knife, he's got some axes, shit. This guy's ready to par- this killer is ready to party. But this is like <laughs> as the kills. This is when the majority of the kills start happening. The last half hour, absolutely. Um, um, Andy is searching for Megan, yeah. um, and he hears his name. Andy, They're doing, uh, playful, yeah. yeah, playful search and. He thinks he's playing, but he's he's starting to get a little freaked out. Andy. He's in no uh, no shirt yeah. and pants. Pants walking around in his jeans. He's a he's a joker. He walks into the creepy. It's a Christmas store, and the reason why I say it's creepy because the elves and the, they 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 focus. This is again going the back to the first director. Stuff. Yeah, it is very creepy. It's not like we see in the, in the throughout the whole movie. Everything is is weird in the mall. It's the animatronic yeah, yeah, totally. elves and Santas. I want to fucking kill you. <laughs> and um, so, uh, again, it's it's the elves. Um, he is uh, he, he's a creepy guy because he's even walking by like the lights turn off and he's like, hey, Megan, quit fucking with me. We're supposed to be scaring your pledges, not me. Right. And the, why did you turn the lights off? And then he looks at like. Like Mrs. Claus and goes, "Hey, is there, babe?" And looks at another fucking mannequin and goes, "Hey, the lights are out. Better get some." Yeah, he's just—it's just—it's—it's it's some kind of quip to kind of show that he's some dickbag, but um, <laughs> or he's scared. He's so he to... sees Megan walk yeah. by and he's like, "Hey, Megan!" So he runs after her. And she walks into an <laughs> elevator and as the elevator closes, um, he's like, "Damn!" But then the elevator opens back up and there it comes. A fucking axe to the head. Andy gets an axe to the head. Uh, he falls back into some garbage, you know, bags that are full, and he sits there. And it's a close-up shot of his face with blood coming down, an axe, and that is mine. Oh no! Yes, the kill. 
Shot of the week. Beep, 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 beep. Dick Show's out of the week. Dick Bankhead. Here's why, brother. Yes. Classic. I just thought axe to the head uh, throughout. You could go from it's the 70s. To nowadays, you get a good scene, a good shot with an axe, yep. and it doesn't just leave it like we get to see it a, a few times. It's a good makeup job too, yes, because it's nice and close. Yeah, and that thing's in his forehead with the blood coming out. Uh, looks very realistic. I you love know, it. Decent makeup job. I, love I loved it. it. I did too. Uh, and it I, passes and I, the close-up test. It's good, you know, in my opinion. And then so, we'll bring that one up. And that's me being a cinephile. Hey, hey, uh, my name's Andy. I'm a foodie. I'm AKA, just fat. I'm um, just fat. No, you're not. You're a beautiful man. <laughs> now Megan's looking for Andy because he was looking for her. Well, and yeah, now but now she's looking for him because we, for now him. we know he's dead. But she doesn't. We still have to talk to Allison and Marsha. They're hanging out together and they decide to split up. Oh, I because they think. Was, yeah. Well, they think because it's they're all blaming Megan now. Yeah. But it's still important because it's the pranks, it's the you know kind of creep factor, etc. So. They're just good. They realize that they're locked in. We're going to have to wait till morning to get out. So yeah. just go Allison's do it. Allison's pretty much just like, this is Megan and the boys yeah, fucking so, with us. Yeah. So this you're, this is what you're saying. Megan is still looking for Andy. And this is what Art Nouveau. She's in that lamp shop. Oh, that's right. And this was weird to me because as she's walking through the lamp shop, mm-hmm. these different groups of lamps are turning on. Uh, that's very, like. And, and, and Cheryl thought it was funny. Like, is it, are they motion activated? I'm like, no, I think it's supposed to be the killer fucking with her. Uh, how the killer knows which switch turns on which group of lamps is beyond me, but <laughs> yeah, as she point. advances forward into very, the very lamp thoughtful, shop, Cheryl, that's more smart. lamps turn on and it, and it's uh, freaking her out. It's the reverse, which you'd usually see yes. lights turning off to freak somebody out. Lights are turning on, and Megan's going, "What is going on here?" She's like, "Andy, quit messing with me." Yeah, this is like what I even wrote too. I was like, "This is the kind of cool art nouveau." Like, I guess that director wanted to do throughout the whole movie. We see behind her. Mm-hmm. We see like a silhouette of somebody stepping out of the shadows with a bow and arrow. Yeah, behind a behind a uh, uh, like a potted plant. Yeah, and as she turns around, the person ducks back into the shadows. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. There's a couple of shots with shadows in this movie. Oh yeah, it worked really well. But finally, we get to it's the me we, being but, fucking cinephile again. God damn it! But uh, <laughs> it, it worked. I we oh uh, like cinephile you. It doesn't work. No, slash but you. I just feel like those things are cool. You no, don't it is see cool. But it doesn't mean you're a cinema. It just means it's like we're just two dudes. I liked it. And a, you know, and a, it was a cool approach. Yeah, yeah. So I like to drink beer in a basement. And yeah, Megan gets shot with an arrow. Oh yeah. That's so finally, kind of yeah, it, finally, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she gets one through the heart, right through the heart, and guts the heart. And Megan is dead. dead. Nobody's dick shot. Kelly. Now, uh, yeah, <laughs> nobody's dick kill shot. Kelly and Marsha. Are now uh, piled up. Now they're, they're, they're looking like, okay, for they're, they're Chad looking, and Ralph. They're looking for anybody, but yeah, they're um, they seem to be getting a little creeped out. Marsha is, but except Kelly. Hmm, why isn't Kelly getting creeped out? Um, well, they it's her open dad's a door. Building. She's familiar with the building, and she still... knows it's just the boys fucking with them. And when they open a, a door as they're continuing their search for their friends, Ralph and Chad in masks, boo! They and they the scare. So yeah, we got it. We got our team of Ralph and Chad. And uh, Marsha and, and Kelly. Yeah. And it's now it's all coming together. Yeah. Because Heidi, the trusty spork, back we, at the... Uh, we jump back to the university. Back at the university. Heidi, you know, she's like, oh, I'm a spork. I'm going to go tell <laughs> Peter that this, I got some info. This, this is, is a huge info dump. Yes. And this is a very vital scene of the movie. Students, if you're watching this movie, uh, there's a lot of it you can probably miss. Uh, you know, getting up, getting a beer, whatever. This scene you shouldn't miss. It's very important 
it's very important exposition. Kelly, or I'm sorry, Heidi had done some research after Mrs. Fairchild told them off and said, stay away yep. from my daughter. Heidi went out and did a little digging uh, about Kelly Fairchild and her family and comes to find out, um, explains a lot of the, the, the dream that Kelly's been having. She came to find out that way back in the day, Mrs. Fairchild was Francis Randall, married to Jason, Jason Randall, Randall, and he suffered from uh, an accident at some point or someone. That's how they explained it, and he suffered burns on like forty percent of his body. Uh, and a couple months later, Francis Randall married Dwight Fairchild. And Jason Randall went off to a private sanitarium 300 miles away, uh, which is strange to me. Nick, didn't you ask me a question about this before yes, we started recording? Why did he have to go to a sanitarium just because he's burnt? Yeah. Like, if I burnt my arm, I'm not throwing in a fucking asylum. I'm You're not, not throwing crazy. You yes. haven't lost your mind. Yeah, I, I don't. And I know we were talking about trick-or-treats. Yeah. Episode fucking go look on our website. or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, she just signs off on her husband. Like, okay. Like, we joked about that on that episode. Like, right. you just sign anyone off. Like, hey, I'm going to very strange. But at this but, scene is where Heidi explains that Jason Randall was, like, uh, he wasn't a patient of the sanitarium. He was there serving, like, a, as a prisoner. Like, a, like he broke the law sort of thing. That's but, that doesn't make any sense got. either. But also... It doesn't make any did sense. Did you know, also, he worked for Fairchild. He was a, like, a maintenance super... I don't know. He, he had a job with uh, Dwight Fairchild. Yeah. So... In that dream, it's Dwight banging Francis. Dad comes home, just like I thought Jason in the very Randall. beginning. Jason yeah. Randall comes home. He, he gets, gets set to fire. It's This is all real now. It's all coming together, students. So uh, Peter, uh, dreamy Peter, the TA, is now putting it together. Jason Randall is Kelly's I, father. Yes. I got to get in touch with Kelly I got to get in touch with Kelly. Calls the Dwight, story house. Dwight Fairchild is not her dad. Yep. That's why she responded to the name Kelly Randall. Yes, it's all coming it's together. It's all coming together. That's why this scene's so important. He calls the sorority, but it's Beth in the shower. Nobody picks up the phone. Yep. Uh, yes. He calls the Fairchild house, and we just see Mrs. Fairchild's hand pick the receiver off the phone and set it down. Can I just say this real quick? This is when I thought she was going to off herself. Ooh. Because I thought that she was like, they all know now. They all know. So I thought it would be cool like, if you take, because all you don't see her face. You just see a hand pick it up, pick up the phone and place it down. Then I thought it would be yeah. cool like, if you hear like a gunshot. Blam. And then like you knew like she falls to the ground, like a body dumping to the ground because yeah. the mom knew everything. But that's not the case. They Again, yeah. this is just Nick. Peter couldn't get through, so he is... um. He's gonna take off. Yeah. And Heidi's like, "Where are you going?" And he, I'm going to the Fairchild house. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna find. Something's I gotta going find up. Kelly. She's in, she might be in danger. Um. So we're back at the mall. The mall and they're all getting drunk. Yeah. And the gang. Yeah. They're in a furniture store. They're wearing funny hats. All this is all five of them now, right? Ralph, Chad. Yes. Uh, and then the three pledges: Kelly, Allison, and Marsha. Yes. They're all getting drunk and they're all dressed up in clothes from the department store. And they're just having fun. They're drinking some crappy red wine. And um, I wrote, Marsha is a big buzzkill. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, they're, you know, they're, everyone's laughing and getting drunk on wine, but this is when Marsha, Marsha, she wasted. She wants um, to make a toast. She's telling a disturbing story. It's yeah. very disturbing how she's not a virgin. Right. Um, uh, a violin teacher uh, molested her when she was 12. Yeah. Fuck. That's nothing to joke about, so I'm not going to. No. But it's like, I don't understand this story. I wrote why. I mean, I. 
Well, I mean, it really brings the party down. Well, I mean, I guess you could, but you could have said like, she could have said, I've got diarrhea. And so that would have brought the party down. I see, that's true. But, but she uh, tells like, yeah, she tells a story, but guys, I, I'm not a virgin. I've never told anyone. So this she story. tells a story yeah. about her mom didn't believe her when the violin teacher that she had, yeah. you know, took advantage of her. So to break up the awkwardness, she cries uh, and runs away. Yes. Right. And so Ralph chases after her. Chad, yeah. like Chad looks up at Allison and says, Hey, I got to take a leak. Yeah. She's like, I'll help you find it. He's like, I hope you're talking about the bathroom. Hey-o! Hey, penis joke. Yep. And then so they all take off, leaving uh, Kelly alone by herself with all leaving the wine. Leaving Kelly alone. Exactly. <laughs> so Marsha, but this Sorry. is what I don't like. Marsha now, after telling that horrible fucking story about her violin teacher, she's cool enough to split away with Ralph to go have sex. So that's cool. Well, it was sweet because before that, you know, Ralph sat down next to her and was just like, well, I know, but still, how you doing? And yeah, she's like, are you here to cheer me up? She was drunk too. He leans know. over and smooches. It's not an excuse. He leans over and smooches her, you know, very, um, I don't know, cutely. And she's like, he's like, are you cheered up? And she's like, yeah, I am kind of, you know, and yeah, they go off. Uh, to and, to and find a to, furniture store yeah. that has a bed. This is a great line though. Chad is using the bathroom. Yeah, and he, I love I love that line. I've never heard it before. Yeah, I really gotta take a piss. My eyeballs are floating. My eyeballs are floating. I've heard my back teeth are floating. I've yeah, I think one. I've heard that, but my eyeballs um, are floating. He says to Allison, "You know, stay here. Yeah, hang out by this bridal display. I'm gonna go to the bathroom." So as Chad is pissing, the lights go out. He's like, "Allison, quit fucking around. I just pissed on my leg. Right. This isn't cool." So Allison's out by the bridal waiting display. for Chad. And she... Uh, it is a bridal display, but it's just right. mannequins, you know, like... It makes me wonder if Allison is kind of thinking, you know, I really get around a lot. Maybe I want to settle down and get married and have a family. Hello, cinephile! <laughs> I'm trying to deep dive into her psychology. <laughs> but, you know, before I could before I could really flesh that thought out, uh, she opens, like, she bumps into a curtain and the dead body of, of the Todd, great... the, the night watchman, flops over. Him and his beautiful mustache. And now fucking... our... our our characters know something's up. One Here's character a dead knows. Body. Well, One character. Yeah, Allison screams. Allison knows. So she runs into the bathroom to find Chad. Who is dead. Another great makeup special effects job. Slice Fucking, throat. Yes. I wish I could have seen that kill, but we don't get to see it. But no. we do get to see it twice. Um, his, It's a great great effect. His, yeah. He has been uh, gutted in the throat. Um, oh, uh, I forgot to say while uh, while Kelly was, or I'm sorry, Allison was uh, futzing around with the bridal display. Kelly is on the PA. Oh yeah, she's mall. just like she's. The reason I made note of that is why the fuck didn't she just do that sooner? Like er, early on when they were trying to find the boys and Megan and everyone, so they get the keys and get out. She could have just gone to the PA and said, "Hey, we have the uniform." Guys, the prank is out? completed. Can we get out now? Can we just get out of the mall? It, it, you know, she could have just done that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, I, I, quips, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 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 Allison runs up. Uh, yeah, we both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Everyone breathe. Marsha and Ralph. Of time. Mar- we have a quick shot of Marsha and Ralph having sex. Allison. Oh, wait, um, wait. Hold on now. It's just real quick. They're under the blanket, under the covers doing it. And Allison is running, screaming, trying to find Kelly after she saw um chad's dead body she finds kelly she does find kelly Kelly wants to find the she wants to look at the bodies herself i need to go see it why don't you wait at the security station and i'll go and i'll go look no why don't i go the fuck with you i'll wait right outside the bathroom nope. if you really want to see a dead chad yep didn't do it so yeah she didn't allison so. went to wait at the security station kelly went in is uh visibly freaked out because the 
her name is, is oh, painted but, but in she blood. sees Chad first, but that's even yeah. like, so she's like, holy shit, Chad is dead. She goes to the, the sink, you know, the mirror sink, mirror, yeah. whatever, and she's like, ah, oh my god, and looks up, and her blood. It says Kelly in blood on the mirror. So this is when I'm like, Nick, are you right? I mean, I don't know. And she's freaking out. Yeah, so she is, she sees her name scrawled in blood, Kelly. Yeah. And, um, Allison's well, at Yeah, we're getting quick station. edits. We're getting quick edits. Marsha and Ralph are done having sex. Yeah. We know that they're off uh, doing uh, sinful things that the Bible says not to do. So and Allison is sitting at the security guard station, like, obviously yeah. freaked out. Two dead bodies. She She's by herself, which I just still never get in slasher movies. But yeah. it's a funny thing. And uh, But she... Quickly gets gutted. She this is a brutal stab. I wrote graphic kill. Very. This was very my, brutal. Uh, runner up for Dick Hill. This might too. Sure. Might um, too. Why do I sound like is, Southern? Me too. She hey, is, welcome to Slashy. Hey, me too. Hey, she yeah. is a pizza. A beer. I, can, I can do Southern and Italian. There That's you it. go. At the same time, she... I like the pizza. How are you? <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> Thank you, son of a bitch. You did it. <laughs> Yeah, Allison, this is a brutal kill. It she's is. She's stabbed repeatedly while repeatedly. she's screaming. She's fumbling for that PA The microphone so microphone. she can probably try to save herself. Like, she, help. She does hit the button, and, and her scream ends up echoing all over the department store. Uh, but there's just blood smeared all over. This is the most graphic kill in the uh, whole film. In flick. the movie. Um, and, um, and not really you see anything. You just, no. the amount of blood, again, that Hitchcock approach, like, you don't need to... Let your imagination know what knows what. Guess what happens to Allison? Pretty much, she's dead. So uh, Kelly is running back to the security desk, going, "Allison, Allison, I saw the body," only to fall longer, only to find out that Allison is no longer with us. Yeah, because blood blankets the whole fucking security guard yeah, station. Yeah, Kelly, of course, visibly upset. Um, at this point, we go back to the Fairchild house. Yeah, Peter, Peter wants to get arriving. to the bottom of this. He gets Peter's, out of, yeah, yeah, he's he's with he's at the Fairchild house. He wants to get to the bottom of it. Mrs. Fairchild is uh, answers the door, but she's kind of in a trance type state. She's in like a almost like a zombie. She's she's distraught over something. And Peter explains, you know, what's wrong, and explains to her uh, how Kelly's in danger. Mrs. Fairchild's like, pour me a drink. Uh, he does. He, she then lets go that um, they just found Dwight's body. You know, two blocks away from his building, mm-hmm. he's dead. My husband's dead. Uh, and Peter's like, oh, my God, well, where's Kelly? You know, Kelly's in danger. Um, so he calls Beth again. He calls, he calls the, the sorority. sorority house, yeah. Beth is there she after her shower, she answers the phone, answers. and tells Peter, yeah, they're doing the prank. They're at the Fairchild building. No, she doesn't say that they're at Fairchild building. Oh. This is important. What is Because she she's like, they're doing prank night. Where are they? Yeah. Well, Peter, I don't know if I, God damn it, this isn't a joke. Tell me where they are. Yeah. So that's. They're at the Fairchild building. Yeah, so there they so go. So she tells him they're at the Fairchild building. Great. Well, yeah, but she but she pauses. That's what I mean, Andy. Like, not important. It's yes, not, it is. How? How is that important? Because she's trying to protect her sisters. Okay. And protection is very important yep. when you're having premarital sex. Very vital to the plot. Anyway. But she does narc out. Yeah. Peter takes off to the mall, and Mom says... He says to Mrs. Fairchild, call the police. Kelly's in danger. Call the police. Yeah. Mrs. Fairchild... The police? Okay. And she's going to call, but she she uh, notices the pistol in the drawer. Uh, there's a quick shot of her looking at the pistol in the drawer, and we cut away. But no, she says it's happening again. It's happening again. It's All happening right. again. Yeah, Whatever. She, but no, but that is important, too. Now, don't make fun of me. <laughs> Mom says it's happening again, so we know something's up. Um, so uh, we're back in the furniture yeah. store. Marsha and Ralph are done. Marsha and Ralph. And, Mal- and Ralph wants to know if he's good or not in bed because, you know, that's what dudes always want to know. She, like, gave hey. him a, she gave him a seven, and he says, inches? And she's, ha, ha, ha. She's like, no, then I should give you a three. Giggity. Um, 
They're, I think that's pretty big. It, <laughs> but you know, they're kids. They're so, kind of cute too. At this yeah, point. they're kids. So they they're, they're, they they want to do it again after they talk. So hey, let's just try it again because uh, he yeah. you know uh, Ralph wants another shot. Yeah. Speaking of shots, uh, Ralph gets an arrow shot through the back and dies like on top. A, of a spear gun. I thought it was going to be a double kill. Oh, like it goes through him and into her. We've seen a couple. Yeah, of them. you're right. We have. But My no, bloody Valentine. And, it was uh, kind of cool. It was a spear gun. Yeah, I haven't seen that since. Was the mutilator? Well, what do you have a spear gun? Well, I, okay. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Was or harpoon? Was I mean, Megan? Yeah, was Megan a bow and arrow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. was a gun. With yeah. The, yeah. It was just like a like what you'd shoot like a shark with. So, pew, but know? Ralph Ralph does get shot. He so, dies on top of Marsha. Chaos. Can you imagine now, a mind fuck on Marsha. Well, that's what she talks about. Yeah, she, she's mentally fucked, but she's able to get dressed. Yeah, and, uh, and run, run through the, the fuck mall. Away. Another Fun. spear hits the bed of the wall right above yeah. her head. But she, yeah, she, she takes up. But she's able to get dressed. Yeah, <laughs> um, she runs into <laughs> Kelly, and they run into a loading elevator. As you see a shadow of someone carrying an arrow gun. Now my mind's flipping up because I'm like. Okay, it's obviously not Kelly, or it's like somebody else with it. Like we're trying to save you. Like, I, and I still thought, well, it's the dude with the burned face. But at this point in the movie, I was like, well, if the dude with the burned face is Kelly's real father, why is he killing all of her friends? That was my thought, and I even said that to Cheryl. I'm like, well, if that guy with the burned face is Jason Randall, is is Kelly's real dad? You know, he's offing all of her friends. Why wouldn't he say like, Kelly, I'm your father? Well, why did fucking I've been in a sanitarium? The, okay, in the mutilator. Why did he off all his friends? Yeah, well, that guy was nuts. Well, yeah. So this guy is crazy. Yeah, I mean, he wants I, to reunite with his daughter after I, all I mean, these years. And I the mean, best way to do that is kill I thought all it was some, I thought it was someone saving. I can break it down yeah. like this. Like it, it's it's the so they see the shadow with an arrow gun. They jump into the elevator and they stop it. But Kelly stops it between floors and stay safe. But yeah. uh, it doesn't stay safe for long because the killer finds a way to get through. Um, this is when I thought. Kelly gets out first, and Marsha's trying to get on the elevator, but the killer grabs them, pulls Marsha back in the elevator. Kelly is all alone now. I look at Jody, and I say, this is not the killer grabbing Marsha. This is someone trying to save Marsha. Oh. Like, you get away. The killer's Kelly. Like, oh. So Kelly is now all alone. Yeah. So I guess she runs upstairs to the generator room. Yeah. Only to see someone pulling dead Marsha. Dragging away. dead Marsha. So, so then I'm like. Marsha got killed off screen. Yeah. Presumably, just like Chad. Presumably stabbed, I suppose. Yeah. Just like Chad. Um, and, and, and then yeah. wait, there's dad. Right. There's Jason Randall uh, coming after her. You know, he, his burned face. Uh, Kelly does not know who this is. Uh, in Kelly's mind, this is a guy with he's got like a burned face and he's coming after her. She thinks this is the man who's offing all of her friends. And she climbs up to the roof and he follows her up. Kelly, little yeah. Kelly, Kelly, little Kelly. Yeah, and she ends up uh, pretty much grabbing a lead pipe and hitting him, and he beats falls. him off the roof. Yeah, he falls off of the roof all Oops. the way down into a pile of trash and boxes on the on the on the ground. On the ground, yeah. yeah. So we like right then, even like Jody's like, hey, he landed on boxes. So we even from like five stories up, <laughs> he landed on boxes. They did it on Fear Factor, yeah, and and, and Joe Rogan knows how to direct. Right, right. So I want to see a MythBusters on that. <laughs> I brought that up too. Could didn't we, you actually didn't we bring survive? up a bid thrusters on like a? Anyway. Yeah. So uh, this is when Peter gets Peter. There. Yeah, this is when Peter pulls into the mall and sees like the burnt guy this kind dude. of out of it. He's, he's like, like Jason Randall. Yep. So he runs into the mall and there's Kelly waiting for him. Kelly. So he, 
But so he's like, Kelly, don't worry. So he runs up and hugs her and he's like, it's going to be okay. Don't she, worry. She's hugging him. Yeah, her hand goes around the back, his back uh, like she's hugging him. And you see she's got a clear plastic glove yes. on. And she and stabs Cheryl, him. Cheryl goes, she's the killer? And she stabs him. Yes. And I was like, holy fuck, she's the fucking killer. And she's a split personality. And, and I was like, but that doesn't make any sense. Wait. Nope. She's a twin. She's a twin sister. Uh, it's a twin goddamn sister. See, but played by the same actress. Oh, it's the same actress, correct? Yeah, but I mean, um, it's a twin sister. We never get her name. The twin is unnamed. Yes. Uh, and this, the the real Kelly comes running in and is like, "Holy shit!" And it's this is a big mind fuck on her because she's seeing somebody who looks exactly like her. And never in her life, she didn't know she had a sister. Didn't know the chase is on. The chase begins. Evil twin sister is kind of hot in a weird way, like with that gray makeup and that. She just, yeah, and there is some dialogue where she talks about how she was locked away for all yeah. these years. And she's going to blame the dad for killing everyone, and yep. that she'll finally get to become you. Like, I'll be a come of you after I kill you first. I'm going to yeah. become you. There's a cool reflection shot, too, where yeah. the camera's on Kelly, and the reflection is the, the twin. The evil sister, evil twin sister is the so, killer. Playing and, on the mirrors again. Yes. Cinephile. Cinephile. Cinephile you. Don't care. A.K.A. slash you. Don't care. Oh, you the, should care. The twin gets uh, pins Kelly down. Yeah, she, this was back in the day, by the way, when we the special effects weren't there, so we could have both of them on screen at the same time. Yeah, oh, yeah, successfully. Yeah, it's a body double, you know, and the shots are played out, so you don't see. Back. Yeah, you don't see their faces yeah, at yeah, the yeah. same time. Yeah, we get it. Um, like you can nowadays with digital effects. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, anyway. How dare you? No, but she's, she you is. continuously say things that aren't important at all. So I'm allowed to say some things that aren't important either. All right. So anyway, um, we see like a uh, plant in the background. Um, it's got blue lights. Shut up. I think. Okay, anyway. Shut up. But no, the evil sister now is on top of Kelly, and she's like, her down. Yeah. good night, sister darling. And as she's about to stab Kelly, get shot. Well, bam, she gets shot. Um, by who? Mrs. Fairchild. The mom saved the, the day. She grabbed the pistol and she went to the mall in her nightgown. Yeah, and she looks fabulous. Uh, Shoots her. The burnt dad, Jason Randall, is alive. He's being wheeled away in an ambulance. It's Peter moving. is alive. Peter's alive. Peter's alive. He's being wheeled away, and he's like, everything's going to be cool. This is what I wrote. Why is the mom arrested? The mom is handcuffed, and right. it's like, it's time to go. And, and I said it's because she shot somebody. She shot her daughter. and She shot her twin. Like, okay. I get it. Her but unnamed it, twin daughter. Her unnamed yeah. twin daughter. But. And I told you, if you even if you shoot somebody in self-defense, it's not like you can just go home. The cops still need to haul you in and question you. Well, they need to say, like, sorry for, I mean, again, like, they didn't really focus on the gloves enough. But no. we'll talk about that on, like, maybe when we get a Patron, we can and do, like, something. All we get is Kelly sort of looking down at Peter. Uh, roll credits. And we roll credits. To sweet saxophone music. Again. To, yeah. Same as last week. Same as last week. We had some great saxophones. So. That's my wham impression. Um, yeah. That was the Sweet saxophone. Um, what are we? We ran a little wow. late today. Yeah, this was a long movie. I don't um, really have uh, many shout outs, but we do have to talk about a couple things. We'll be right back. Hey, Andy, before we get to the kill count, Oof. more exciting news coming out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, yeah. slash university. Book your tickets, train, bus, <laughs> airplane, October 28th, live at the X-Ray Arcade in beautiful Cudahy, Wisconsin, which is Milwaukee, yeah. pretty much. I just want to let everyone know, like, it's, yeah. if you don't know, beautiful Cudahy, the X-Ray Arcade is going to host a live recording mm -hmm. of... Your boys, Nick slash and Andy, you. slash you. 
Woo, woo, woo. Live podcast. Live podcast. We're excited about this. We're going to show the movie, which we're not giving away. Uh, yeah. We're going to show the movie, and then we're going to discuss it afterwards. We're going to have an audience involved. Uh, cheap beer. Great friends. Special guests. Uh, maybe. What? Okay. Know. Maybe we get somebody. What are you talking about? But we're so excited about this. Um, Overpromise and underdeliver here. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, if we get that actor, that kid actor from Trick or Treats, oh, that'd be maybe pretty we cool. get him. Um, it's going to be a great time. We'll definitely yeah. be posting more about it on our Slash U uh, Instagrams and accounts. Follow X Ray Arcade on Instagram. Great shows if you like uh, great music. I mean, it's usually I'm going to be honest, more geared towards you know punk, emo, metal. Yeah. But they are uh, a wonderful, uh, influential, uh, great asset to the communities of Milwaukee. We are so excited that they asked us. They asked us. Yeah. Thank you, X-Ray Arcade. Thank you, X-Ray Arcade. And we will not let you down. Yeah. So more to come on More that. to come on that. Mark your calendars now. October 28th. 10, 10 Thursday. Um, which is the normal day that we record. Yes. It's going to be uh, great, so, man. Uh, kill count <laughs> for episode 46, The Initiation. Uh, decent amount of kills here, Nick. We have the uh, nurse uh, stabbed in her car. I know the kill count, but I'll see if you we get it. We have uh, Dwight Fairchild, my dick shot kill of the week. Dick shot kill of the week! Stabbed and decapitated. We have Todd, the night watchman. Uh, we have Andy, the douchebag <laughs> party boy. Your dick shot kill of the week. Uh, axe to the head. Dick shot kill of the week! Megan, bow and arrow. Yep. Chad, throat slit in the bathroom. Allison. Stabbed uh, a lot at the uh, security station. Uh, we have Ralph with a shot with the spear gun after having CX. Uh, and then we've got Marsha, also presumed stabbed off camera, but we just saw her dead body getting dragged away. And then the twin sister uh, to Kelly, who's unnamed. She is a twin sister. Uh, that's it. That's Ten. what I counted. Ten. Ten kills. I read somewhere someone counted 11, but we'll get to I that later. Well, were they counting the dad, maybe? Jason... Jason Campbell, or he was alive. Uh, Randall, I mean, they would have yeah, covered his alive. face. Yeah, so maybe. I don't know who they were counting for number ten. So anyway, that's a decent amount. Thank you for uh, thank you for a lovely episode. Yes, thank you, and uh, yeah, Andy for recording this with me. Yeah, thank you. And so on to next week. Um, next week we have a suggestion from um, a very close family member of mine, brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, Greg. He's talked to me about this movie a couple of times. You gotta do Mortuary. From 1983. Uh, and so, okay, we're going to give it a shot. What year? 1983. How long? Uh, <laughs> I didn't look. I don't it's, know. I think it's a standard, yeah, hour and 33 minutes. So it's about as long as most of the other movies we watch. I don't watch. know. People from northern Minnesota can be weird. Well, they can, but this looks like a good movie. Because, Nick, it stars Bill Paxton. Oh! And uh, it also has the dude from uh, Pieces. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. The he detective? was like, yeah, he was like the detective who sounded <laughs> yeah. like he smoked cigarettes like all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. he's in this one too. I watched the trailer. This looks like a wacky good slasher. The plot: convinced that her father's death was not accidental, a beautiful girl decides to investigate to find out the truth, aided by her boyfriend. Her sleuthing draws her to a local mortuary where many secrets will be revealed. Um, I watched the trailer. It looks entertaining. Goofy. Did you really? I mean, do you think it's like? Um, do you think it's good for, um, let me ask you this, Andy. Do you think it's good for the ones that pay a tuition to slash you? Yes. In this case, the tuition will be that the movie is available on Shudder, 
uh, if you have an Amazon Prime and you subscribe to premium channels like Shutter or AMC Plus on yeah. uh, Amazon Prime. So it may be one that if you don't have Shutter, you'd have to pay for. But um, those are uh, that's where it's available. That's where we're going to watch it. And um, thank you, brother-in-law thanks Greg. Me. Thanks, Greg. We're gonna... I hope they, oh, 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 real quick. I hope Chris and Greg can make it down. Oh, for October? October 28th. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. All right, uh, we'll see. That's a personal all invitation. My, all my family and friends to watch me. We be have an two idiot guest rooms. And... We have two guest rooms open for people to <laughs> dorm rooms, I should you say. You do. I have no room. All right, I uh, do. Chris yeah. and Greg can stay with us. Hey, no anyway, weirdos at my house. Um, this has been a fun <laughs> episode. We're running about five minutes over, yeah, but you'll you'll deal with it. Thanks, everybody. Um, follow us on Instagram at slash you underscore podcast and uh, www.slashu.com slash you podcast.com and uh, follow like subscribe we're going to be friends we're going to be starting an OnlyFans soon so stay on the lookout for that uh, yeah we're going to do photos of our feet videos of our feet and like, some side boobs like that sort of thing so until next week class dismissed bye now four three